Anyway, let me tell you something. This amazing, powerful woman <laughs> carries an extraordinary gift of encouragement. She really has something on her life. Um, there's a prophetic anointing on her life. And then there's just, there's something about Patty that you hang out with her and you start thinking, you know what? I think anything is possible. And uh, I just felt like what she's carrying right now is really vital for us as we are gearing up to join with other churches and pray. And she's going to speak a little bit about that. But uh, I want you to prepare yourself because as we've been talking about prayer, Patty lives this. Patty lives this. And so can we just give an extraordinary Christ Center welcome for Pastor Bus? Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I had to bring my sidekick because we do do stuff together. And I actually thought it would be great. Steve's going to share just a quick second on the strategic prayer um, initiative that's coming up in. He's going to do a quick thing. Your leadership will go on with it, but I'm going to let him do a quick intro on that. Actually, whenever Patty preaches, I have to stand behind her. <laughs> that's, that's our religious way of doing things. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> So, um, How we do hallelujah it. that Van Williams is alive. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing? So God answers prayer, and um, along with Joshua and Jason and several other pastors and prayer leaders, the last year and a half, we have been meeting and asking God to give to our community a greater prayer movement. Now, there's already pastors praying together. There's already... Uh, things like Ignite that has been going on, Eugene House of Prayer. So all of us prayer people, we always pray with each other. And so we've been asking God for a year and a half to give to our community a greater prayer movement. And so in the last several months, it's, a model has emerged and it's becoming clear. And God has connected us to this model. And it's called One Church, One Day, a strategic prayer initiative. And so I'm going to share with you the basics of this, and then Patty's going to preach. So the basics of One Church, One Day is that there's 31-plus churches in our community that each church takes one day a month and prays for 24 hours. Okay? In the least, a congregation would need 24 people to take one hour each, and they'd have it covered. Okay? But there's a whole bunch of ways to do that, and more people can participate. But each church takes one day to pray for 24 hours, and they can administrate. Each local church can administrate that however they want. People don't have to come to the building. They can pray in their homes, however they want to do it. One church, one day, 24 hours, times 31. So every month, every day of the year, there's at least one person praying all the time. Now, the second element to this is the prayer list. There's two prayer lists that every person prays from. Number one is the prayer list from your congregation. Each church will set up its prayer request for that congregation so that you're praying in agreement with your elders and with your pastor for what God has put on their heart for your congregation. That's one prayer list. The second prayer list is a community prayer list. And that community prayer list is broken down into eight spheres of society. Some people call them the seven mountains. We're, we're doing eight. We're not doing seven. Uh, we're making some, new ones. some people call it the seven mountains. Uh, 
Lauren Cunningham used to call it the seven mind molders with YWAM, okay? So now listen, stay with me on this, on these different areas of prayer. So we're going to do eight of them. So for each of those areas, so family is one area, government is another area, education and so forth. For each of those areas, we're going to develop strategic teams. We're going to develop think tanks, people who are in those spheres who will together dream with God, what does transformation look like in the education sphere of our community? Those people are going to meet once a month to dream with God, pray together, and then also then ask God, what's the best way to pray into the area of education? And then they give those prayer requests to us, and we distribute them to the churches. So you're praying for our community on a consistent basis into eight areas of our community based on intelligence, based on spirit-inspired intelligence that are coming from these strategic teams. So it's an encouragement to know that the day before, the church down the street prayed, not only for their church, but for the community. Now, today is your day. And you're going to stand in that place, and you're going to believe God, not only for your congregation, but you're going to believe God for our community, according to those prayer requests that those teams have come up with. And not only that, but tomorrow, the next church is going to take their place on the wall. Now, there are several communities where this has happened, and there has been marked transformation in these communities. And so this is what we believe God is giving to us as the church of this community that the level of prayer and agreement for God's will and kingdom to happen in our lifetimes during our watch is going to be on the rise. Okay, Amen. so Pastor Joshua is going to be talking more about that. We're looking at doing like a soft start, middle of January, uh, beginning of February. And we're going to start with however many churches we have. There's already 16 who have committed to do it without even asking for a response. So we're already halfway there, okay? <laughs> so we're going to start. And we're going to do a full-on launch in May. So hallelujah for that. So back to you, Patty. Where are we putting this? I don't want, I don't need that. I got hooked up. Okay, I have to say, this is such a big, funny word, the Strategic Prayer Initiative. But here's what I really love about it. The acronym is SPY. And you know, in Numbers 13, it's the spies who went in and said, you know what, there's a lot of plunder to take here. We see this land and we know we can take it. And that's what I'm excited about, is when those people in those spheres get activated in the place God's called them to in medicine or government, and they start looking at it again afresh with others, with God's eyes, we're going to see some land. I know we are. I'm so excited. You know, the hope's not in the strategy. Let's just be clear. <laughs> the hope's in the king who's moving, but he, he needs to give us something. He needs to organize us, you know, so we just don't feel we're out there doing our own thing. We'll come together. Okay, well, I feel kind of far from you. <laughs> so it's a little awkward. I like to be a little bit more like this, but um, I love you guys. I love this house. I hope that you pray for your leadership. I, these leaders want to build the kingdom. They're not, doing, uh, they're not doing their own thing. They're not here to build their kingdom. And so I value so much what is on this family and this tribe. And I know that you guys probably do pray for them, but if you don't, I charge you today, pray for your leaders. 
go to God regularly and say, how can I intercede for him today? Because it will go well with you. And it's, there's an abundance that's going to continue to come, I believe, in this house. But everybody on board, all hearts on board, all hands on deck. So I just bless this team. I bless the leadership here. They walk in humility and a kingdom mentality. Probably not telling you anything you don't know, but if you're visiting today, you should land here. <laughs> just land. It's going to be good. You'll love it. They have a lot of fun, and they are crazy. They're weird. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to be weird to go to church here. They'll help you. They'll teach you how to do it. That should be the sign at the door. <laughs> That's probably why I feel at home, right? That's what's going on. Well, so Joshua said, yeah, Pastor Joshua said, could you talk about prayer? And quite honestly, wow, we could go a thousand directions, and there's people in here who could teach on prayer. I'm absolutely certain of that. But as I went and was just asking the Lord about it, I feel like the three things I'm supposed to share with you today are literally the themes. So in this year, as this prayer group of us, and there's been people praying for years and years, but I'm talking about kind of this regional hub, this regional team that's saying, Lord, is there something more you want to do unified corporately with the body in this prayer movement? As we've been praying together, there's themes that have come up in our prayer time because he's working this stuff in us, right? Always. And so I feel like there's things he's been having us pray for the body of Christ, us included, us in that. And those are the things that I feel like I'm to speak. We've already been praying them. They're things God wants to release over us as a people, but they're things that now I, I feel at this moment I have an opportunity to speak as well. Um, I don't believe that they're going to be absolutely new information, but maybe there'll be timely resurgence of something for us in the place of prayer. I'm pretty sure that there's not anybody in this room that, that doesn't want to know God more. If I said, okay, how many of you want to know, know God more? I mean, that's why we're showing up, right? That's why we're here. That's why we're coming today. So I know that's in our hearts. Sometimes I think the best kept secret about getting more of God is just give yourself to prayer because that's at the core of everything is prayer is relationship with Jesus first and foremost. Yes, it's about answers and yes, it's about results because he's going to get glory when that happens. John 15 is clear. Remain in me. If you remain, abide in me and, remain, and I remain, and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. It's to God's glory that there's answers. It's his glory. He's going to bring them. But if I am looking for an answer or even that manifest answer over this thing of intimacy and relationship with him will be just half a bubble off on the level. Just half a bubble, and it doesn't seem like much. But even for some of us who've been around the kingdom for a while, we can get a half a bubble. Any builders in here who know what I'm talking about, the, the bubble in a level? It doesn't seem like much. But over time, that sideways foundation will shift. And so we can never separate that what prayer is all about is I get more of God himself. It's getting more of him. And that's why there's joy in the house of prayer. Because he's life. Everything about him's life. I feel like this is the primary thing. 
we, you know, we can go through all kinds of seasons, and I see seasoned veterans in here, for sure, in the kingdom. We can go through all kinds of training and teaching and this book and that book, and they're great. I've, I've done that. I'm one of them. But at the end of the day, it's just let's give ourselves to him. Let's interact with him. Let's align. The word for me lately has just been alignment, alignment, alignment in my personal life, in the corporate life of the body of Christ. Let's just come into alignment with what the king's doing. Let's just bring, bring us into alignment, God. And that only happens by just coming and being with him. Prayer is first and foremost about relationship. It's not a checklist. It's not a religious exercise. Yeah. It's not a have to. This is a grace-filled, grace-empowered interaction with God. Learning how to pray. First and foremost, relational. It's where we come and we taste and we see. I have to say this scripture lately. This has just been rolling around in my mind. I wasn't sure where it was, but the, the, the phrases of it were just coming. I'd come out of a prayer time in this phrase of, I'm being filled with unspeakable, glorious joy. And it's actually out of 1 Peter 1.8. It says, though you haven't seen him, Jesus, I haven't seen him physically, right here. Though you haven't seen him, you love him. And even though you don't see him now, you believe in him. And you're being filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you're receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. This is what's happening. It's like we're built for this. We're built for this. To co-labor with him in prayer. And when we give ourselves to it, there is this infilling, this, this interacting, this getting more of him and his heart and his power and, well, everything. He's, he's all of it. So there it is. We're tasting. We're seeing he's good. If that isn't first, at some point, I, I could be offended at God. And what I mean by that, let me, just, let me just back up a minute. I love this testimony. And, and I know that there's probably lots of testimonies of God's miraculous intervention. I could ask you guys right now, how many of you have seen answered prayers? We, we can't even count them, I'm sure. But I also know in a room this size, in the back of our mind, there could be just this one little area where there was something big that seemingly hasn't been answered. Right? So my mom was a nurse for all of her life. Like, this was her calling. I'm like, man, she was a sphere leader. She's one of those strategic sphere leaders before her time. We could have had her. She was a nurse. And it was a calling. She walked in it. Like, she got that she was cooperating with the healing ministry of Jesus. And she was a head nurse in an intensive care unit for 30 years. So she's with this life and death stuff every day quiet woman. She never really talked about stuff. But there were many, 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 I know, prayers of just God heal this person. God, they're not making it unless you intervene. Medicine goes this far, but you're here. And she prayed all the time. And it was possible. It was a Catholic-run sister's hospital. And so it was, that was her life. We would not have even known how much because she didn't talk that much about it. Until her funeral, when I say literally there were hundreds of people who showed up that we didn't know, who testimony after testimony said, I probably wouldn't be here today if your mom hadn't prayed for me. I'm walking because your mom prayed for me. She got it. So it was sort of a crazy 
difficult season when my mom, who had given her life to the healing ministry of Jesus and had seen people healed, got a very rare disease. It was insidious. It was called progressive supranuclear palsy. And so we believe for healing. She believed for healing. And we walked through that season. You know, we walked through a really yucky, yucky, yucky season. And I can say that out of all of it, the essence and person of Jesus was so coming alive and out of her. But at the end of the day, she didn't live. The prayer as we had prayed. Even the night before in the hospice room, I'm reading Hezekiah, and Hezekiah asking for 15 years, and I'm like, okay, Lord, at the 11th hour, I get to ask. But it didn't happen. Now, if I haven't based my prayer life on intimacy and relationship with Jesus, I'm going to have a lot of stuff that I have to work through. It's either I didn't pray right, we didn't have enough faith, we should have just declared, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. I know God doesn't, I know he's not the author of sickness and disease. That's a, that's a line I crossed a long time ago. But what do we do with this? And I don't have all the answers, I still don't. But what I did do is I ran into the heart of God. So who do you want to be to me right now in the midst of this? I've seen people healed, but you didn't heal my mom. I got two little boys. They need to know you. They need to know her. But he, but he met me. And he's taught me stuff about suffering. And, and maybe it's even for such a time as this, for people who can be a bit shipwrecked in their faith. I've had many time, even with young students, who are like, well, I prayed for this and that never happened. I had enough history with the goodness of God. I had enough history of intimacy with him to go, he's still good, he's still amazing, this is one of those I don't get it, but I'm not going to quit, I'm not going to stop, I'm not going to stop praying for people to be healed. And if it's for such a time as this to speak that and say that, then yay, because I know my mom's going, move on. <laughs> you know, she's up there like, it's good, we're good. We're just really good, and Patty, you'll get it. When you get here, you'll get it. And I think of Bill Johnson's dad dying of cancer. Well, what if Bill had backed off of, you know, releasing the faith for prayer for healing through Bethel Church? You know? So anyway, all of that to say, prayer is first and foremost. Let's develop this deep intimacy with Jesus. Let's get more of God. Let's get more of the Father. Because that's what's going to sustain us. That's what's going to carry the day. Not when an answer doesn't come how I think. or when Because they, they take longer. I know you guys probably know that. Sometimes they take longer, and that's where the joy is going to sustain us. So that's the first thing. The chief end is knowing God and his glory being seen in any and every situation because it's available and ready to be. Sorry, he told me that earring might hit the microphone, and there it is. Okay, second thing I feel like the Lord is highlighting to us, and I just want to offer to you, prayer is something to be learned, and the Holy Spirit's our teacher. And we're never stopping learning. We're never stopping. We're never arriving. So here's the deal. We're all level. We're all level on the playing field. We all have the best teacher. We've all got the Holy Spirit, and he's going to teach us. When I was about 20 in college, I got involved in this. I was Methodist, you know. I came out of this. We didn't talk much about the Holy Spirit. We had the Holy Ghost. I don't know who that was, but I was kind of afraid of him. Uh, I don't want to know the Holy Ghost, you know. I know Casper's friendly, but anyway, so we didn't have a whole lot. 
I got involved in this church, a charismatic Disciples of Christ. Don't you love that eclecticness right there? That's the church I was in in college. So I got acquainted with the Holy Spirit. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the first things that happened in me was I felt urges to pray. I felt like I needed to pray a lot, connect with people. Now, I don't think there's a prayer gift necessarily. We'll talk, that's another teaching. But I'd sit in service and I'd be like, well, I got to go to the back and just pray for people now. I'm just got to stand back there and pray. And then the other thing was our pastor was an evangelist and he had us wanting to be out on the campus and we're going and we're doing this and we're doing that. And I just remember not thinking it, but feeling it like in my gut, man, if we're going to do all this, we can't do this without prayer. We can't do any of this. I can't do any of this. We need to pray. And uh, lo and behold, there was another college student who felt the same urgency to pray. And so finally, at last, was born the Saturday night prayer meeting. And it wasn't a big deal, and we didn't advertise. It was just a few, six of us, maybe seven, who just started coming together on Saturday night. By the way, that other cohort, that other person was Steve. Yeah, that's right. That's how it happened. That's how it all happened right there. <laughs> Girls, get the prayer meeting going. Now, boys, I don't know. Actually, I was kind of afraid of him. He did weird things. I was like, woo. But then it, it worked out. <laughs> I know, it was the Holy Ghost. I was like, woo. But we didn't know how to pray. We did not. All we knew was we needed to. We just showed up. And you know what? The Holy Spirit taught us to pray, and it was always different. Some nights it was just sweet and quiet and peaceful. And some night we were praying over each other. And some nights we were laughing like this is so fun and some nights we were doing crazy stuff you know but the holy spirit was teaching us how to pray he was teaching us how to pray i'd never read a prayer book nobody was telling us we just gave ourselves and i have to say that season of time probably laid the foundation of prayer in my life that followed me all through ministry these years because here's the deal he wants the privilege the disciples said in luke 11 to jesus We've been watching you a while. Will you teach us how to pray? Because we're noticing you're doing stuff. Something's different. We're, we have prayed, but something. Can you teach us? And so he teaches them in Luke 11. He teaches the Lord's Prayer. If you get to Luke 11:13, he says, Now, if you being evil um, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give you, the Holy Spirit, to those who ask? I don't know if we always put together his teaching on prayer and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's the Lord's Prayer, and it wraps up with, and ask for the Holy Spirit, because that's how this is going to happen. He's going to be your teacher. Okay, if you want to have a boring prayer meeting, don't invite the Holy Spirit. You want life in the prayer meeting, yield it to, yield. Teach us. You guys, I feel like, this sounds really elementary, I feel like I've been saying, teach me how to pray more in the last five years than I ever have. Because I am grasping more and more. If, if, I'll, if, if, if I'll stay in that place, I'm, get, I'm getting lifted up higher. I'm seeing other things. I'm getting more joy. I'm getting more hope. I'm praying for things that are so impossible. The Holy Spirit wants the privilege to teach you and me. I'm not up for this task. I'm just with you. I'm not here to tell you something I'm just, I'm just a sister, but I will tell you, he's the best, and I know some of you already know that. But if not, if your prayer life, if you don't know, here's your, here's your simple prayer. Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. I'm just done. I got him. So we were up at this thing that Joshua and Steve and I and Janelle were up at this big conference. Yeah, help me. That's the word, conference. And um, 
It's interesting. So if you feel like a beginner, take, take some courage, take some heart in this right now. We're up there with a bunch of leaders, you know, who are, we're all talking about gospel movements and city reaching movements, and we're from all different cities, you know, California, Washington, Idaho, Oregon. And so people are sharing their stories, what's going on in their community, how God's moving. And, and then at one point, the leader, kind of the whatever, MC, says, okay, we're going to get with people from other groups now, and I want you to pray about some of the concepts or some of the things we've just heard. And so I go, and I get with some other people that um, are a little bit older than me, I guess. And, um, and, and, the, and the leader says, pray for 15 minutes. And this guy in my group goes, 15 minutes? Well, that's a long time. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and of course, I have no filter, so I said it. Um, I'm like... <laughs> Well, it is a long time, but the Holy Spirit will give us stuff, you know, because they're from kind of different backgrounds. I'm like, we're going we're gonna to run out all the time right here, but the Holy Spirit's going to. So we just, we, just keep, we just keep welcoming his voice. We keep welcoming him to give us stuff to pray, all right? Prayer is something to be learned, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. He's always going to come near those who say, Will you help me? Now, the final truth I just feel like we want to share really quick, and it goes really hand in hand, but God wants us to be childlike. You know, we got to, we just need his help to get rid of some religious trappings. Because over time, we can take in different streams of, of teaching, and we just need to just come back really simple, just really simple. And when I think childlike, here's what I really think is at the base of that. My childlike faith is, God, I got no other source. There is no other source. I don't care what it is I need or you need or our city needs. There is no other source. So when a kid is, is, is little, even before they can say it, they know this big person walking around the house is the source. This big person's going to get me some food. This big person's going to change my diaper. This big person's strapping me in the car seat. This, this is the source. This, thing, this bigger person, this is the source. And I don't think at one time ever did my kids sit in the back seat, strapped in the car seat, going, I wonder if mom's going to get me out of here today. I wonder if I'm going to be stuck in the car seat. <laughs> Will she know how to do it? No, they, I, I was in charge. I was in charge. I didn't even think twice about it. Is she really going to be able to open that jar of baby food? <laughs> Am I getting a snack? So this is what it really is. What do you need? What do I need? Is it wisdom for my kids? Because God gets right in here where I can't. And parents, I want to say something really quick because I'm one of those. We can be so familiar with our kids, but the scripture says we no longer regard any man or child after the flesh. So if I want to pray for my child and get at some issues of the heart, i got to ask the Holy Spirit because he's there. I'm not. And I'm going to pray amiss. And there's many times parents pray out of fear rather than faith. My kid may go through a bumpy time. I had a fifth grader who got sent home from school. <laughs> Let me give you the parent seminar on that one. You know, but here's the deal. Michael has a strong leadership gift. And he thought he could run 
Tori Vaughn. You know Tori Vaughn. He thought he could run Tori Vaughn's PE class. He thought he knew. He's got strong justice in him, and he's a leader, and he did not like that the girls won and the boys didn't, and it wasn't fair, and he wasn't letting it down, and she gave him the talk, and she gave him the one more warning, and no, he couldn't put it down. He's inciting a riot amongst the boys in his class. <laughs> so here's the deal. When your child's got something in him like that, he's either going to turn into a Hitler or his leadership is going to get submitted and broken to the Lordship of Jesus. So send him home from school because we got to get this thing fixed. <laughs> but, you know, I don't care. I don't have any shame. They, you know, God's got to do what he's got to do in all our lives and start it earlier. But if I, I, I would pray amiss, you know, if I'd be like, oh, Lord, just... Help him be a nicer boy. No, Lord, get to the core of that heart right there. Just, what are you doing with him? And we've made a little progress. <laughs> so we're a little better. There's hope in the story. <laughs> you can ask Stephen. No, I won't even go. That's another topic. But let's stay childlike. Childlike faith. Childlike. I bet there's not one of us that hasn't thought, did I pray wrong? Did I say it right? Let's, not, let's, let's just throw that off. I just believe God wants to go, would you just be free in the grace of being my kid? I'll teach you how to pray. Be real, be honest, be raw, be vulnerable. You pour out and I'll even teach you and give you insight. I ask the Lord, Lord, how should I pray right now? Is there another question I should ask you? I do that because this is the relationship we're doing. We're ruling and reigning with him. These are big words. We are co-laboring with Christ, and that's true. But at the end of the day, I'm still the child, and he's big. I'm little, and I'm not carrying the weight. He is, but he wants me, and he's taking me in. He's inviting me in, but it's all on him. And this other little, you know, I remember another story when Michael was little. Our senior pastor at the time, Steve Savilich, we would leave church together, and we'd go out through the offices, and... Um, Steve, senior pastor, our boys would be toddling along and he'd be like, yeah, come in my office and they'd go in and Steve had a treat drawer. Well, you know, one time, it's all you need is for the treat drawer, just one time. And they would, and, and so Michael would just start being like, we noticed a pattern after church. He wouldn't wait till office time. Steve would be up trying to pray with people and Michael would just be standing there like, let's go to the treat, let's go. <laughs> so on the way to church one day, I'm like, listen, buddy, you're not asking Pastor Steve for treats anymore. We don't ask, we're not asking. And it was a bummer. You know, he's like, mm. he's mulling this over. And I, you know, I said, he needs to offer. And if he doesn't offer, we're not, you, and you don't go up there. Well, that Sunday, we kind of are saying, you know, it's, church is over and prayer is happening and different things. And I noticed Michael had slipped out again. And he's down at the front. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Spanking time again. And, um, but he's standing, and he's waiting patiently. And Steve Savalich gets done, and... Uh, they sit down and they have a little conversation, and I see Steve laugh, and sure enough, they start heading towards the office. So we're coming out the back way, and I'm going to meet him. And I just, I'm like, oh, I can't believe we're going to have to deal with this. And he's like, well, I offered, and I said, what? He said, well, he asked me, could you offer? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Four. <laughs> but here's the deal okay God all I know is you're the source 
And that's all Michael knew. I'm not getting to that tree tour except by that guy. And so whatever it takes, let's see if he can offer. There's something in that for us, though. God, you're the source. I don't have enough wisdom. I don't have enough strength. Yes, that's freedom. See, that's freedom. I don't have what it takes. He does. That's what a child does. And you guys, he does. He does have it all. It's not up to me. I don't put faith in my faith. He's the author of it. He's the finisher. He's working it. I'm cooperating, but it's him. It's on him. I'm just coming with whatever level I got. Whatever level of faith you have, it's enough. He's authoring it. He's perfecting it. He's making it more genuine than, and more precious than gold, even though refined by fire. Let's let him do it. Let's let him do it. I just want to pray over you, and that's all I got. Jesus, I thank you. There's just so many things to thank you for. It's just crazy sometimes. to. We just thank you. I just thank you for the purpose that our lives are caught up in. It's so much bigger than us, and Father, I thank you for the saints in this house. I thank you right now, God, just for the, the grace that you're giving them to in, just, just to come close, just to come close in their houses, in their marriages, in their individual lives, Lord, to come close and to be intimate friends with you. I pray that grace pours over them, that it pours over hope deferred or prayers that are, have been delayed or areas of weakness and strength. Lord, I just pray a new grace over them right now. Just fresh wind, God. Refreshing water. I pray that this, that this house would continually be marked with joy. I pray for the carrying of one another's burdens too. Yeah, I bless this family. I bless it to be full of faith, childlike, teachable, dependent, and just to let you, yeah, really blow, blow in this place, God. Just blow in this place with great freedom. You already do, but I just say, Lord, more. More freedom, just more freedom in the prayer lives to just come near and just draw near you and begin to talk to you and listen to you. Pray a great listening ear to open up over this family because you're the one who gives ears to hear and eyes to see, so I pray that right now. Ears to hear on your church, eyes to see. In Jesus' name, amen. How can you not love that pastor, huh? Praise God. Well, listen, I want to take an offering and bless uh, One Hope. And, um, you know, I was thinking about the reality of how God works. You know, he doesn't call programs. He doesn't call, um, you know, a vehicle. He calls people. And one of the most strategic parts of what God's doing in our region, of which we're a part, is that he's called Stephen Patty, and he's found two of the most humble, ridiculously faith-driven lunatics that were available. 
And, um, and they, just, they just do this. It's just amazing to see the anointing that's on their lives. But I want to make sure that they continue to be able to do this. And so, of course, that takes money. So uh, we don't do any uh, weird manipulative stuff here. Uh, we ask according to the scripture, give according to your ability and what is in your heart to give. But I would like to give the opportunity to bless one hope that this work can continue. And while we do this, I want to pray over one hope, um, specifically in this area, um, because we are approaching some some different people to help to continue to make sure that we can expand what One Hope is doing as we are mobilizing prayer in this region. So those two things are very much linked, unashamedly so. Uh, we want to see blessing over this ongoing ministry. Amen. So um, yeah, just whatever God puts on your heart, whatever's in your heart to give, we want to make that opportunity. And then I want to pray, and we're going to multitask. Can we just reach our hands out as I pray? I want to bless Stephen Patty and pray for God's provision, blessing, and favor. <coughs> Father, first of all, we received this word that Patty just gave us, Lord. We want to thank you, God. What an extraordinarily simple yet profoundly powerful word, and we receive it. God, we receive it. And Lord, I want to ask for one hope right now, Lord, for Stephen Patty, for, the, uh, for those that are part of the team, Lord Kristen, and for uh, Mrs. Luna. Lord, I just want to pray, or Miss Luna, Lord, I want to pray that you would provide everything that's needed. You know, even as Patty said, Dad, is there anything we're missing here? Is there something else we need to ask? Lord, I want to ask that you would move on like-hearted kingdom partners who would have great joy. I don't want them to be compelled. I don't want them to feel guilty. I don't want them to feel responsible. They're not God. You're God. I want for people, lovers of you and your kingdom, who say this is an answer to the kind of investment I've been wanting to make in the kingdom. This is exactly what I want to see. I want to see the church be unified. I want to see the church mobilized in prayer. I want to see excellence in communication. I want to see it done simply and sustainably, and I want to be a part of making sure it happens. I want it to be done with humility and grace. I want it to be done with honor and love, and I see in one hope those things happening, and so therefore, thank you for letting me be a part of meeting a need that I wanted to meet. Lord, let it come from that place. Let it come from that place of joy. We do that right now, Lord. If, if, we're, if our heart's not in it, we're keeping our money, Lord. We don't want any tainted, manipulant money. We want blessing from the hearts of your sons and daughters flowing out, Lord. Yeah, it's happening materially, but it's coming from a heart that is fully submitted to you and your purposes where we say, I want to do with my power what my heart wants to do. And so here's, here's my currency to say, yes, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let the church be one. Let the church pray. Let revival come to this valley. Lord, we ask for these things in the name of Jesus, and we're honored to be a part of it. I pray health. I pray health. I pray health. I pray health. Health over Steve and Patty, over their family, protection, God. And I thank you because we, Lord, in this house, this tribe, as for us, we're a part of what you're doing in the kingdom. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you would raise up with fiery, glorious, joyful passion connected with wisdom and grace that we as a people, we as a people would be a part of seeing your kingdom come and your will be done in Oregon, as it is in heaven. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Well, if you guys need some more prayer, the prayer servant team is coming up. And if you need healing in your body or encouragement or a prophetic word, please come forward. The prayer servant team is ready to do that with you, for you. And in the meantime, have a fantastic week. And bring your friends next week. It's going to be awesome.